1: Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture podcast just at the top of your episode this is Richard here just with a quick spoiler warning we are talking about the films nominated for best picture and there is some spoilery sort of discussions going on not only uh, do we talk about some of the previous winners so the last six, spoiler warning for the last six best picture winners but for the films nominated for best picture this year I would say that there aren't super super explicit spoilers there's a lot more kind of vibe spoilers but the main ones that if you haven't seen and you don't want to know anything about the kind of the main ones that we might spoil for you would be triangle of sadness tar and the banshees of inisher and and women talking and all quiet on the western front those are the main ones that we you know Maybe get a bit deeper into spoiler territory than some of you might be okay with, but enjoy the episode.
2: Welcome, everyone, to the Cult Popshire Podcast, or should I say, the Cult Poskers? No, oh, very no, good, don't, very don't good. Call don't call it that. Don't call it that. Um, this is, of course, our our. The 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 one podcast in the world that covers the Oscars and mm. uh, it's in the lead up to the ceremony. I am AJ, joined by Richard, and as usual, let's do the joke that we do every year. It's our friend slash actor <laughs> or actor slash friend, Aaron Richardson. Hi, Aaron. Woo! It's so good to be back. Yeah, so Hell good
3: yeah. to continue the same joke for how many years? God,
1: just, uh, five or six at least. Yeah, it's been a while.
2: We've been doing the pod, the Oscar episode since twenty seventeen. So wow. I don't know how if the joke extends back that far.
1: But. Mm, right on. So AJ. What, you know, we talk about the Oscars every year, normally we do some kind of, we call it a cheat sheet, but mm-hmm. what are we doing today, AJ, in this well, podcast because, that I'm running?
2: Because, Richard, um, this, on this podcast that you're running, uh, because uh, Women Talking, a very elusive film that is not out on VOD and has not been in cinemas uh, for public release in New Zealand comes out this week we we aren't able to deliver a cheat sheet episode and that was somewhat the impetus for an episode which I pitched uh instead should be more about trying to predict what's going to win best picture at this year's Oscars based on the last five best picture winners mm. uh, and we're calling it Oscars math <laughs>
3: yay yay because cool. everybody Excited. loves math
1: yeah so yeah this was an idea aj you brought to us and said hey guys i think we should do this and then aaron and i, I don't know if we even fully understood what you meant but um but and we're then here
2: at one point in the last week as well i was like hey richard you got to take the lead on this buddy i'm way too swamped
1: yeah and i was <laughs> like the lead on what
0: <laughs>
1: um so we yeah we're gonna go through the last i've added in a, the last six years because i think moonlight is also a sort of important win but yeah, we've got uh a bunch of different categories or like
2: 20 criteria t-
1: criteria yeah that and seeing you know are there any that every single best picture winner of the last six years has fit in and then what films from 2023 fit into that category so um, and
2: it's at it, the way the the idea is the one with the most points will we are saying mathematically is most likely to win best picture y- yeah that's the goal of this episode. Are we all up to speed, boys? All right, <laughs> Jake, are you
1: able to keep uh, like a tally then on the ten nominees?
2: Yeah, let me. Um, you you uh, keep talking. I'll I'll create a tab tabulation.
1: Okay, just, Well, uh, keep talking. This is. I mean, also fun fact about this episode is that for the first time in I think two years, I will be editing this podcast <laughs> and. Yeah, so let's try and keep it pretty brief. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So, when it's your responsibility, it's keep it brief. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy, dude. You just got to cut out every single time that you say um. So, you'll. you'll I'm going to uh, add I'm going to add sharing- ums oh wow well, you are the i'm giving you the role of director on this episode wow. so you can do whatever you think will make the most um, uh, authentic voice of um,
1: yourself. yeah um um yeah <laughs> so
3: what do you think maybe aaron should edit it i maybe. think it's a terrible idea but I am impressed that for some reason the um, this podcast has become mathematical and in the last yeah. year I've started working as accountant. Yeah. So I wonder if ah. know, if that's like serendipitous or just our
2: accountant slash actor slash friend. <laughs> Or if it's actually
1: like a death knell for the podcast, but, exactly. Yeah,
3: he's on his way out. It's becoming all about numbers now, not about. Yeah, you used to be about yeah. the acting, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. So, the the first category we're going to look at. We're up to this point, yeah.
2: Yeah. Should we do it by category or by film? Because if, if we're if we're adding together the scores of individual films, maybe it'd make sense to go by film. Or do you want to do category instead? We've got 20, 20 criteria here, so it might be more um expedient to go through. Well, I mean, you're running the episode, Richard. I shouldn't. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand
1: what you mean by go through by film, like
2: as in instead of going. So, for example, our first uh, category, mm-hmm. our first piece of criteria is uh deals with a social slash political issue. So we could do every film, all the 10 films and whether they have a tick, or we could go all quiet on the Western front. Does it deal with the social political issue? Does it deal with the second criteria? We before, we, we immediately started recording, listeners, and yeah. before we started recording, I said, shall we talk for a bit and <laughs> figure things out? No, you, said, no, you, wanted, to, you wanted to catch I, up with Aaron.
1: You I, said, how's everybody doing? Let's <laughs> talk about the... You didn't say anything about the podcast.
2: Okay, well, that's what I meant, whether I said it or not. So,
1: okay, well, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what fools Aaron and I are <laughs> for not reading your mind.
2: This is some toxic vibes to start the, the wonderful Oscars math, the, the incredibly fun sounding Oscars math. Episode.
1: I think it makes more sense to go through each category and then okay. we talk about whether those are very important as a category and then what ones fit into it.
2: Okay you you you're the chief let's
1: do it all right so yeah deals with a social slash political issue all of the last six winners we've said uh yes it does moonlight the shape of water green book parasite nomad land and Coda. aj do you want Mm. to explain just briefly each each of those fit into that
2: yeah sure so um well, I get. Well, I think. I think a larger statement is like, in order to win Best Picture, your film has to have something relevant to say, and this is one of the only ones on here in which each every film is it the only one? It's the in only which one every yeah. Film, yeah, has a tick, and I think that's more a statement on on like the type of film. Yeah, the, um, the woke expect. sort of the woke agenda. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But also like it's an example criteria as well. So mm. I guess for every every film. Um, if that's nominated for best picture this year, should we should go through it and see if you know quickly see does this deal with a social, yeah, and political issue?
1: Right? So I say, women talking definitely does. It's yep. all about like I've seen women talking, but it's about you know women dealing with uh, sexual assault in this small community and and talking about whether they're going to stay and fight or or do mm-hmm. or or leave triangle of sadness is obviously all about like class issues. I think that definitely mm-hmm. counts avatar, yeah. the way of water with its you know environmental message. I think definitely Absolutely. counts. Tar kind of follows on from the, the me too movement. I, I guess sort of like
2: a cancel culture movie.
1: Yeah. I guess everything everywhere all at once would count as well. Do you think?
2: What do you reckon is the political message of everything everywhere all at
1: once? Aaron? The <laughs> thanks for uh, just tossing me
3: out there <laughs> um, for one that's not actually on the spreadsheet or on the list um, for this category <laughs> So it could be debatable. Um, yeah, I, what would I say was the sociopolitical issue? I guess it's about this sort of, uh, in a similar way to Minari. I guess it's sort of about the um, Asian diaspora's experience of you know having mm-hmm. to be different things, especially if you look at like the sort of storyline with the child in everywhere all every everything everywhere all at once. Um who's sort of trying you to You can come... call that for short if you want. Oh thank you. I will I will. Um, <laughs> I will. Um, yeah. I would say that. I mean do, a... do you
1: think it counts? Uh, like
3: I think it does. And I think I guess part of that is like the 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 film itself has like wider socio political implications I guess so like rewarding that I think would still fit in with this criteria because essentially part of what you're rewarding is what it represents to the to a community which I guess is like a socio political thing. I
2: think what what we're struggling with here is that something like Tar or Avatar or <laughs> or Woman Talking I assume I haven't yet seen it the the like message of those films the, the whole package is a socio-political message mm. whereas I don't think the moral of everything everywhere all at once is necessarily social or political but I think it has t- dashes of It's definitely what you're woke. talking about. Yeah yeah
3: <laughs> oh, of course it's woke
1: god it's got a woman on so i it, it, it a though? point
3: <laughs> all right so all quiet on the western front we don't seem to have this on the list but i would say that's almost undoubtedly about like a socio-political thing because it's like you know, what is anti- this list you're reading off? Because I'm just looking... At, I'm, looking this, the, I'm looking at the spreadsheet, man, and it's like ah, the list of 2023 20, nominees that fit. Ah, yeah. right. I'm, I
2: That that extends beyond what I'm able to see on my half a page of Google well, Doc. Well, that... oh, you got to that... scroll across, man. Right? You yeah, fucking you scroll across. dipshit. Well, it sounds like it's wrong, Aaron, so maybe well, no I do
1: This is the one that most is... Out of all the categories, I think this is the one that has the most kind of malleability it's this is yeah um and i all quiet on the western front is the only one i haven't seen aj you have seen it
2: Mm. i can confirm it is as aaron says uh deeply deeply political wow (laughs) so we can we can give that one a tick what do we reckon about uh top gun maverick because this is an interesting thing, blood, to me. Because there's an argument that this isn't political, that it actually wants to ignore the yeah. politics that that the the subject should be imbued with. But is that a political message in and of itself?
3: Wow. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I mean... It- the thing is, like you know, it's obviously about a political confrontation because you know there's like a war with a foreign foreign body or whatever at the end of the day. So that's like necessarily a political thing. But the movie itself is not like anti. It's not like anti-war, in the same that All Quiet on the Western Front is. Mm. It's all right. almost pro-war, if anything. Yeah, war is done.
2: I, I would say it is definitely a pro-war film. And maybe that is a political stance. It's not necessarily a yeah. woke political stance. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. that's not part of the criteria. So so for, for all our um, our right-wing listeners, because we know there's a lot of them, mm. any, any right-wing listeners, we're giving you a bone. Look, we're saying that Top Gun Maverick is still a political film, even if it's not woke.
1: Yeah. So I would say like though the Fablemans doesn't really deal with a social or political issue
3: no unless it? you count uh the anti-jewish sentiment yeah. that runs through the movie, or mm. movie i would like say a- if we're saying everything ever all at once counts then the fableman's count
1: okay fuck it. it elvis probably counts then too let's just <laughs> no let's, elvis doesn't count let's give a, let's give them all a take i think
2: well i mean the one we've missed is banshees of inner sharon which uh has uh you know a whole Irish Civil War thing going on, and Elvis. Uh, I think, like, so, so the point of this criteria was to give everyone one point. So okay. I'm not, I'm not upset if Elvis also counts. Okay, let's. I, get, like, I, I,
1: I would feel this. bad for Elvis if we didn't give it a it point. Probably so. well,
2: it probably <laughs> does it like, does. They talk about um the, how how like the the genre of music that Elvis championed came from like black communities and and there's the whole here's what
3: mm. <laughs>
2: thing. you know i think these are political ideas that that fall into the movie again it's like a couple of these i don't think the message of alvis is ultimately entirely political mm. but there are political social political ideas in it
1: yeah. All right. Well, so one point for everyone. Congratulations. Cool. Everybody wins. They're all in the running. Well done, everyone. So, we just
2: argue every every category for every film yeah. until they all have the same amount of points. They so, could all win. Uh,
1: so next one is uh, a lot less, <laughs> a lot a lot less uh, up for debate. I think uh, this mm. is the, the director's first time nominated. So out of the last six, Moonlight, Green Book, Parasite, Nomadland, and Coda all have that uh, shape of water was not Guillermo del Toro's first time being nominated mm-hmm. and
2: and this is Lisa's statement on like what usually wins and more of the cosmic uh, coincidence you know like yeah. I don't think I, it's it's more yeah this is more of a spiritual tick for the ones that count and not um yeah so what do we got in the criteria then all quiet on the rest in front who directed that <laughs>
3: uh you mean for a movie that neither richard nor i have seen Where you
2: you guys you didn't see it aaron it was so good look i'm gonna be Um, honest with you i
3: watched the first 30 minutes of it and i was actively like i don't want to waste my time watching more of this
2: movie (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and so i watched Uh, triangle
3: sadness instead and it was a far better experience uh, nice well it was directed by
2: edward Berger, uh who i do not believe has been nominated for so yeah.
1: i think this is a so aj i noticed as well that you so you ticked you didn't tick shape of water but i don't think gamma datoro was nominated before that
2: uh maybe pan's labyrinth
1: no it was nominated for academy I... awards but not are we looking at because not all these directors are nominated for best director
2: i maybe i meant that maybe i meant like the director at a helm of a film that hasn't been nominated before
1: you, you've made this into such a confusing episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or should we take shape of water off off director's first time nominated? There? No, we
1: should add it on. Right? Add, add, it on <laughs> add it
2: on. Add it on there. Yeah, okay, that's fine.
1: Well, now I need to <laughs> Good now luck, now I know. need to go Good back like... and fact check all of your work.
3: Good luck <laughs> editing out the silences in this episode, Richard. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: yeah right so okay so yeah right i think yeah i think that should be all correct then after that so yeah this year top gun maverick women talking everything every rule at once triangle of sadness and all quiet on the western front fit into this i mean i I, it's an interesting trend that we have the last six are all first-time nominees but i don't know that that's necessarily a um an indicator for winning but
3: yeah mm. but it's probably mm. an indicator of why things are nominated in the sense that like Generally, you know, like the early works come after a huge period of like artists working really hard on their career and then they yeah, kind of cool. like break through the mainstream. And also it's like a narrative thing, which it seems to be pretty incredibly like important for a, a movie to succeed, is to like have a narrative and that kind of like, you know, he's a new voice or she's a new voice, um, or they're a new voice. Um, mm. thank you. <laughs> Uh, you know like I, it seems to be an important thing in the kind of oscars uh, yeah. race yeah, yeah yeah i agree so out of the 10 nominees uh all quiet in the western front
2: would get a point here because it's mm-hmm. uh edward whatever his name is first Good. nomination top gun maverick is not nominated for best director so i guess that doesn't get a point uh but no neither but neither, neither was
1: coda like what what is your ticking then <laughs>
2: huh Maybe, maybe, I guess I meant it as Best Picture, but we can delete it from, we can delete the Coda tick then. It's still like a trend, I think. Okay. that's crazy that Coda was nominated for, wasn't nominated for Best Director and won Best Picture, eh? Right. I guess the these stats we've just made show how rare.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess is. if you make up stats and then <laughs> don't.
2: Stop <laughs> being annoyed at me. I I did work. I, I came up with stuff. Come
1: on. <laughs> I did work. It's like. Uh okay. Alright. So okay, then what what deserves a point here?
2: So I get uh the Daniels, this will be their first time nominated yeah. for best director. Um Martin McDonagh, was he nominated for yeah, three billboards? Was. Yeah. So he does not get a point. Uh Ruben Ostland, has he been nominated no, for Best I don't Director so, before? No. So he does get a point. Um Steven Spielberg has
1: been nominated before.
2: <laughs> Spielberg been nominated before Uh, so he does not get a point James Cameron I imagine was
1: he's won before
2: oh of course so so he wouldn't get a point either Um, Baz Luhrmann is this his first
1: time nominated well Moulin Rouge was nominated for Best Picture which I looked up and thought oh okay this counts for this category but now I need to double check I
2: thought that's what
3: you were saying I I thought that's what you were saying I think we were saying the same thing what does Aaron think (laughs) I presume you meant because we're all just talking about the best picture nominees that like the director of the best picture nominees has had a film nominated for best picture before. Yeah. I assumed yeah, that was. I think what that's you meant. what I meant.
1: Yeah, yeah but yeah. then you've just directly contradicted that.
3: How? what did I do? No, nah, but we changed it. I think we changed it when you and Richard had a conversation earlier on. <laughs> and that's how we got to the new thing. <laughs> You've okay. created a rod for your own back here, guys. Yeah,
1: you've. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. Oh no, wait. So that's that's not Academy okay, I Awards. Mean, uh, he was not nominated for Best Director, but also I don't think that that matters, right? Because <laughs> we're talking about he's had a film nominated for Best Picture before.
2: Right. So does he get a point?
1: I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess so. I guess I'm going to say yes. So that's one point for. Okay, Al, so
1: then Elvis. top gun gets a point as well.
3: Why? Because.
1: The director hasn't made a film nominated for Best Picture before.
3: Okay, cool. Guys, this is is turning into an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Where the points (laughs) don't (laughs) go. Yeah. But like a shit episode. (laughs)
2: Um, And who directed Tar? Todd. Todd Field, he's been
1: nominated for, um, well, he's he's had a film nominated for Best Picture before.
2: So he does not get a point in this round. Yeah. I think this is a particularly confusing round. But I don't think the others are going to be
3: as
1: bad. Well, you'd hope so. not. All right. So, <laughs> best uh, direct picture director and screenplay nominations out of the last six: Moonlight, Shape of Water, Parasite, and Nomadland had this. And this year, I mean, this is it doesn't really need argument. But the there's a fun thing this year that the five nominations for best director and best original screenplay are the same five because they were all written by their directors as well. So this is points to Banshees of Asheron, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. This is one that even though it doesn't come from, like it's not all of them like that from every, from previous years, this feels like surely this the winner has to be one of those five nominated for picture director yeah
2: yeah already we've halved the 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 pull down to who's mathematically most likely to win maybe i mean we shouldn't do this because it'll be more confusing but maybe some of the the categories are weighted but well that's (laughs) the the thing yeah yeah, i I, I think there's also
1: some that actually we've got on here that i think count against you you know
3: right yeah full on true and even just looking at that list of movies it kind of does look I know we're not doing it this year, but those would be the movies I'd kind of put in the upper tier of movies in terms of quality. If I had to rank the 10.
1: Thank God you don't have to.
3: Yeah, thank God maths is taking care of that this year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So
1: only uh, once in the last six years has the most nominated film won, and that was Mm. The Shape of Water. So this is one that I actually think, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, everything, ever, all at once is the favorite because it's got the most nominations but yeah i i i mean we'll we'll give it a point i guess because that's i guess what we're doing the
2: limited scope of the design of this episode yeah but (laughs) i i I do think it's
1: an interesting thing that it's like yeah it actually kind of counts against it. another one in a similar way is that looking at uh what's the highest rated nominee on rotten tomatoes and moonlight was the highest rated out of its nominations and so was parasite this year it's actually there's a tied win for this which is top gun maverick and banshees of initiate and both have 96 percent. top gun maverick from more reviews so that technically count makes it like a higher rating um right but yeah so, would you believe top gun maverick is the best reviewed film of this team?
2: <laughs> i would not believe that well it's true but i would
3: believe the most people saw it
1: like yeah, that but, makes sense yeah and most of them liked it
3: do you think that's because some of the more art house movies have presumably got a couple of people who are like, <laughs> oh, it was dumb that's I the killed. thing. I think
1: you think about something like Tar, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking, I can all see why these would be really divisive films. Everything overall at once as well. Yeah. Mm.
3: Agreed. Just a quick break. Are we does this mean that Top Gun Maverick is currently in pole position, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it appear uh, quite a lot. I, it is... I
1: would say don't count it out, you know? like
3: Yeah, you never mm. know. It was a good movie.
1: Mm. Mm. It was a damn good movie.
2: I thought it was a good movie, but okay. I didn't like it very much.
1: <laughs> so the there's three that we can't say yet because they haven't happened yet, but winning at the BAFTAs, winning uh, the Screen Actors Guild awards, which, which the award is for, like, the car. Their the, the big award of the night is for cast in a motion picture and Mm -hmm. the producers guild of america awards these award shows haven't been yet but i can tell you that nomadland won the bafta parasite and coda won the sag award and shape of water green book nomadland and coda won the pga award which you know presumably that's the one that that waits it the most
2: right so none we can't we can't
1: we can't award a point but just in your in the next month or a couple right. of weeks as these awards playing are going. At home. <laughs> yeah, just keep an eye out. I would say the PGA is the one that most, you know, is probably an indicator of best picture. Uh, as it's for the, the Golden Globes, which we have done, which obviously awards two big awards at the end of the night because they split it into drama and comedy or musical. So Moonlight won Best Drama, Green Book won, I think, Comedy, and then Nomad Land one drama and so this year the two winners at the Golden Globes were the Fablemans for Best Drama and Banshee's of Inner Sheeran for Best Comedy so we can give both of those a point. But then also nice. the Golden Globes did award Bohemian Rhapsody so what do they know?
2: What do they know? And like among other fun, very fun global Golden Globes controversies mm. uh, <laughs> to otherwise discredit them as a yeah. legitimate.
1: <laughs> so uh you're looking at the ones from past years which have a minority lead you have moonlight obviously shape of water the main character is deaf as well as encoder green book mm-hmm. you know obviously, deals with racism pretty pretty heavily and then
2: yeah i'd agree i would agree with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then parasite i guess i mean it's I, I I guess them, you know, they're considered well, Pat, minorities Parasite in American. Is, is a
2: minority lead in the sense that Parasite, as a film in the American award yeah. ceremony that is the Academy Awards, is a minority film mm, in yeah. itself. Um, it just wasn't made with with that in mind because it was just made in the country. Where yeah, made in a country the where the where, that,
1: where the Korean people are the majority. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, then your nomad so, land is like well, it's a woman. <laughs> But.
2: Well, I I, I think Nomadland is is the homeless almost right. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, sure. I, and I, that's then, how I would I would look at it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So this year you've got everything everywhere all at once. I would say Tar as well. Actually, um, the the character being a lesbian, lesbian, yep. And what else? Top Gun Maverick. Not a lot of people on the in the Navy.
2: <laughs> okay okay let's pump the pranks on what we're defining as as minority uh all quiet on the western front i wouldn't say as a minority lead top gun maverick i wouldn't women talking i mean if <laughs> are
3: women a minority
1: <laughs> i would say they're woke but they're not a minority <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're woke to have in your film but i mean to be not. fair
3: they probably are a minority when it comes to film isn't there a statistic that's mm. like Seventy mm. or eighty percent of speaking lines go to men in films, or something. Mm. I'd believe it. Yeah. So you know.
2: Oh, so do crash, we? Get down. <laughs> do we reckon women talking counts? Aaron, what do you think? I want your Pro- opinion.
3: Probably not. Strictly speaking, I don't know. Okay. I mean, okay. oh my god, that cat just did a backflip.
2: They are. <laughs> they are um lower class in woman talking. I, I believe guess that's true. I mean, like, well, they're
1: they're in like a um. Isolated religious community, and they 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 don't know how to read or write.
3: But they are all <laughs> My face white, lit up when so. you said that. I was
2: <laughs> like, oh, they could be a minority." <laughs> all right. Well, maybe it's like we'll, we'll give it. We'll, we'll uh, I, th- give I, a think, I think I think it's
1: more woke to not, not consider women a minority.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, then let's follow in those footsteps. then. Okay. Very feminist of you, Richard. Treat them equally. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ever, Ever, All, Once, Yes, Banshees of Inner Sharon, No, Triangle of Sadness um, is not a minority lead, but has like mm. prominent minority characters in it, but I wouldn't say it's um, a lead. The The Fablemans, that would count, right? I mean... This feels like a dicey... It kind does, of, it does. <laughs> ...to be discussing.
3: I think the Fablemans would count. Okay. I guess at that particular time, I mean that's a that's a really kind of nebulous thing to talk about is like that concept of whiteness. Like I guess at that mm. point, it's like were that were Jewish people accepted as being white? You know, because like throughout, you know, the last hundred years there have been like different people accepted into like mm. the white club. <laughs> which uh, is a a horrible club to be in i (laughs) want to get
2: rid of my membership
3: (laughs) It's a dicey club to be in yeah (laughs) Uh, avatar the way of
2: water i'm gonna say this is not applicable to this criteria because they're not a real race Mm. right it's a made up i would say this is like Definitely got echoes of what we're talking about here, but I think it would be similar to it wouldn't be woke to award women talking a point for this. I think it would be similarly not woke to, to award okay. Avatar a point for this. Okay. I mean,
3: to be fair, the like the the tribe that they go to is very clearly like Polynesian, you know. So, and but then but not but Leeds, Kate they. Winslet plays one of them.
2: Like, I think it's I think it's not. It's not a film that that has been delivered in a context in which we can apply the same talking points. Like The reason why this is is a criteria on our list has nothing to do with Avatar's depiction of different races of Na'vi, Mm. I don't think.
3: True. But then I guess you could argue that the Na'vi are in a sense like a minority because they're being colonized by a... Yeah, okay. Well, because
1: there actually aren't any in real life.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't get more minor than that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Ah, oh, this is AJ. I think I you're wokest the wokest make... of
1: the three of us. So you have to make the call.
2: Aaron's more woke than me. Come on, how dare you? I'm very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Aaron? I maybe we should then, in the
3: context of it being like a parallel. I don't you know, know. I guess it's also like they—they're they're not like they're—they're they're entirely fictional. So, it's yeah, sort of hard to compare their struggle with a- <laughs> okay. actual that's, struggle.
2: that's what I was saying, and then you talked me round to this point, and I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe. Alright, I'm not giving it a point, and Alvis, no. I'm not giving a point, and Tar, He's white? Uh, we gave a point. He's white. <laughs>
1: Um. So, the next one is traditionally unlikely to even be recognised. This so- is an interesting
2: yep. and subjective award but i think with the uh the the six films we're looking back to i think it's not going to be too controversial to you know give give points from hmm. previous years um so yeah what have we got for traditionally unlikely to even be recognized
1: so shape of water being like a a fantasy film and hmm. your yeah, parasite being a foreign film
2: yeah yeah so those two films i think uh it's not it's not unfair to say, like, th- when, when these films were nominated, and you could say the same about ones that didn't win Best Picture, um, like Get Out or Mad Max Fury Road, mm. um, there was like a, wow, this is a, a not a very Oscar-y film uh, to be nominated at the Oscars. Mm. So if we go through the the f- Best Picture from this year, I would say All Quiet at the Western Front is not a surprise that it was nominated. Yeah, uh, I, I think all of these,
1: apart from Everything Ever All At Once, top gun maverick and maybe trying triangle of sadness are ones that i were like i could have told you a year ago this would have been nominated
2: yeah so we're going to give points to those three then yeah right so everything everywhere all at once top gun maverick
3: and triangle of sadness wait why are we saying triangle of sadness would be unlikely to be nominated because it's like I feel like they often nominate the film that wins the Palm Door. Are we talking about like yeah, the kind of movie that it is, or
1: yeah, maybe? I mean, yeah, I like, didn't write it down initially, but I thought Aoj was going to challenge me, so I was like, oh, I better. "Well, no,
2: I, I see what you mean," and I think that um, it is also unlikely that it would have won the Palm Door. Like this, this applies to that as well. Mm. Maybe I understand. It's, it's definitely out of the three we've given points to this the, for this round. Uh, it is the one that I would that I'd question the most. I think. Um, do you not think we should give it a
3: point? Nah, I don't know. I guess it depends. Depends what you're saying. It's unlikely to be nominated for. Like, if you're saying it's because it's like an art house movie or a yeah a foreign Mm. film or whatever or a slapstick comedy what specific about the movie are you saying makes it unlikely to be nominated
1: the vomiting and diarrhea although
3: yeah i legitimate that's a legitimate answer i
2: reckon part of it is like how juvenile a lot of the film is
1: Mm. i was gonna have um like character shits as one of them and have nomad land and uh triangle (laughs) centers
2: yeah weirdly like it's weird if a juvenile film gets nominated for an oscar however a character shitting or vomiting or pissing seems to be like these human moments yeah it's like like, that's that's a a (laughs) shoo-in yeah (laughs) um i reckon i'll say this when triangle of sadness was nominated i was somewhat surprised to see it there
1: well then so i think that's a surprise right there
2: that's it yeah um Mm. and everything everywhere all at once is traditionally unlikely to even be recognized because it's like probably more in the flavor of like modern tentpole popcorn blockbusters Mm. than well and also and and also the fact that that it
1: came out in like may yep there you go get out Um, actually came out before the like previous year's oscars wow yeah it came out in february
2: um and top gun maverick is you know again it's sort of more of a crowd pleasing blockbuster that feels like it got nominated because of how successful it was like on paper as opposed to like its oscar ability credibility Mm. um and i was thinking how often does a sequel get nominated for best picture when an original wasn't
1: do you want the, the actual numbers
2: well, I guess cause it'll, it'll be a small number how many um, sequels have been nominated, anyway. But like, you know, like I can think of Mad Max: Fury Road getting nominated, and the the first one wasn't. Um, but I don't know if I can think of any more. I think it's very interesting that that Top Gun: Maverick was nominated hmm. despite the Toy first Story one Three. Being... Oh yep, there you go. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Science of the Lambs, technically.
2: It's not really a sequel though. It's a it's a reboot. It's like a, a restart for the franchise
1: yeah the the yeah there nice. you
2: go Alrighty. so for one people keep wanting a score update in first place currently uh everything everywhere all at once is on six points and then uh no one's on five points but top gun maverick banshees of inner share and triangle of sadness and the fey woman's are all on four points
1: right on so the next is surprise win so a similar criteria. Yeah, very similar criteria. So you we have Moonlight because the the Moonlight La La Land. I mean, that's also it was a surprise because of how it played out on the night. It wasn't maybe necessarily an actual surprise that it won <laughs> uh, Green Book again is like that was kind of a weak year, so that's sort of hard to say. Parasite again, it's like it wasn't maybe the mass that massive of a surprise on the night. And then Coda, them, I think, was they don't- a surprise.
2: Yeah, like, Coda and Green Book, I think, are surprises because it's, like, uh, a lot of people probably perceived them as the weaker entries in the canon Mm. that year. And Parasite, I think, was, like, it it was maybe a slow burn of a surprise. Like, it wasn't like a, and the best picture goes to Parasite, oh my god. It was like, as the Oscars were coming out, people were like... Is Parasite going to win? So yeah, I'd still yeah. count that as a surprise win. So therefore, when we go through this year's okay, top okay, ten, I want you to say ten, and
1: the Oscar goes to and read out and we we'll, and Aaron and I can see how shocked act we surprise.
2: are. Surprise, okay. And the Oscar goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. <gasps> oh, that's a bit of a surprise. <laughs> well,
3: that's a
2: that's, so that gets a point. It's yeah. a massive surprise. That is, I a, couldn't a surprise. even get through thirty minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> And the Oscar goes to the best picture goes to Top Gun Maverick.
1: I've said many times I won't be surprised if it wins, so no, that can't have. A point. I would be
2: surprised. It, like that I would, would very, very much
1: surprised. be a surprise win, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've said I won't be surprised. So yeah, they can right. have a point. I will yeah.
3: give it. The it point. It would be a surprise, but also for some reason, there's a part of me that's like. As soon as you said it was like, yeah, yeah, just because it would be hilarious if they just gave it to Top Gun Maverick, they're just like, fuck it, we'll give it to the, the most delightful movie of the year. <laughs>
2: and the best picture goes to Woman Talking. That I is think a genuine <laughs> shock. This would be shocking if it got a yeah. uh, best picture, considering it's, it's currently uh, at the bottom of our criteria. I list.
1: also, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound sexist, but I, I it's, from what I've seen, which, or not, not including or quite on the Western front, it's maybe the weakest film, I think. Right. Um, yeah, it's just. You sound sexist. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like, I, I did really enjoy it, but it is one that's like, you, yeah, I, I think, that, yeah. It's it, not for you. Well, no, it just, it just could have been like, because it, it's essentially a one location movie and those are hard to get right. And so it's like, right. Trying to keep that cinematic doesn't always work necessarily.
2: Right, and um, and the best picture goes to Everything Everywhere All At Once. Now, despite this being traditionally unlikely to even be recognised, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. This no, from from, from like, my perspective, as yeah. you know, as a, as a young person on Twitter and letterboxed, this is obviously going to win Best Picture. You know, yeah. but I can understand the the other side of that coin as well. So I don't think we should give it up. Yeah, Banshees to of an Asheron
1: as well. I think that is. Yeah I, probably,
2: yeah, I think that's gonna win. That's my personal yeah. bet. I'll bet you guys 10000 dollars that Banshees is going to win. Okay. Uh, best Picture goes to Triangle of Sadness. Would this that be a surprise? a surprise?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we're basically just giving points to the least likely ones to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the best picture goes to the Fablemans. Not this surprised. would not surprise I would not bat <laughs> nah. an eye in mm. this one. Um Best Picture goes to Avatar, the Way of Water.
1: That's I a surprise. This be, yeah,
2: This would be a surprise. Best picture goes to Elvis.
1: That's shocking.
2: Uh, you reckon? I reckon it's somewhere in between the two others. <laughs> nah, no, I think I'd still be shocked.
1: Yeah. I just,
3: yeah. It doesn't seem like it will win. It doesn't give mm-hmm. the vibe. And best picture goes to Tar. What do we reckon? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I would be shocked. Yeah. Either. I'd be like, interesting choice, but of course.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Shot, shocked. Yep. All right. So another one that this is one that I actually think counts as a point against something is the highest grossing nominee. Uh, the out of the last six years, the only one that was the highest grossing one was Nomad Land. And that's because it's the only one that received a proper theatrical release that year. Ah oh,
2: right. So it's it's a quite a null and void kind yeah, of Yeah, and that.
1: also that's including the box office boost it would have got from winning.
2: Yeah. Ah. Oh. Oh, well that's b- complete bullshit then. yeah so
1: I would say point away from Avatar The Way of Water
2: <laughs> take a point away yeah, from I it reckon. you reckon yeah alright okay it's back down to one <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think uh, editing nomination is another one that's like one of the sneaky little you know sneaks in there as being one of the kind of most important ones and yeah,
2: telltale signs of
1: Moonlight Shape of Water Green Book Parasite and Land all had editing nominations But keep an eye on the night because none of those films won for editing. Right. So they have to be nominated, but not win editing. And the five nominees for editing this year are Banshees of Inesheron, Top Gun Maverick. Can you say
2: them slowly, please? (sighs) Banshees of Inesheron.
1: Top Gun, Maverick. Yep. Elvis. Yep. Tar. Yep. Everything everywhere, all at once.
2: And what's wonderful, Richard, is you as the editor can speed that process up so that I don't sound like a total idiot.
1: I won't. I'm going to slow it down. (laughs) Even more. (laughs) maverick. And...
3: (laughs) So does that mean on the night, if these people don't win the Best Editing nomination, like, don't win the Best Editing award, they should be like, Yeah! We're going (laughs) to win Best (laughs) Picture! Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would say... I, I would probably imagine that it's going to go to Top Gun Maverick. Or maybe Elvis, really? actually.
2: I think it'll go to Elvis. That's yeah. what I'm... Because it's, it's the most editing. Is, well, but, it, but not in the same way we usually u- cynically use the term mm. most editing. It's a film... Every film is this, but you'll know what I mean. Elvis is a film built on its edit. Right. Like, that's yeah, I mean, that that's is the every narrative film device. You sound stupid. Yeah, okay. Thank you for <laughs> taking me seriously like <laughs> I
1: asked. <laughs> so the... T- t- Yes, uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, all of the previous winners, apart from CODA, played at the Toronto International Film Festival. Green Book and Nomadland both won the People's Choice Award, which was won by the Fablemans this year, so we can give that a point. Okay. And the films that played at the Toronto International Film Festival were All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inesheron, the Fablemans.
2: So does Fablemans get two points? Oh no,
1: sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the Fablemans get a point because it's already there. Uh, Triangle of Sadness and women talking.
2: Should should Fablemans get two points because it won and played and <laughs> just did that in the opposite order? It played then won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so should we give it another point? Yeah, why not? Then? All
3: right. <laughs> it does seem to be an Sweet. important category mm. somehow. We've ended mm. up with, what are we, deals with socio-political issue, um, editing nomination, and played at Toronto International Film Festival <laughs> is the three most important <laughs> indicators. Yeah. Well, also another one, this was, I
1: haven't written the one week. this is one we have to go through the films of this year, but out of the last six, Green Book I think is the only one that doesn't have a bittersweet ending, or what you would call a bittersweet nice. ending. Yeah uh, Moonlight has some sort of you know, the, the whole rekindling of the the romance, but you know he's kept it suppressed. Shape of Water has her maybe dying, maybe becoming a fish monster. We don't really know. Green, so <laughs> Green Book just has them becoming friends, and he learns to be less racist. Parasite has the ending of where you don't really know if the what you're seeing is true or not. Noma- is that
2: bittersweet or is that just bitter though?
1: No, I, I would say it ends on a hopeful note.
2: You think Parasite ends on a hopeful note? Yeah. I reckon it ends on a hopeless note. I reckon the end of Parasite is of course this will never happen.
1: Yeah, no, but but it's the character wanting to believe that.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm at uh, least go to
3: Aaron for yeah, the time <laughs> guys, I've not seen Parasite. <laughs>
2: what <laughs> that's that's the most crazy tiebreaker i've ever
3: heard in
2: my life. have you not watched didn't we watch the Were we doing this podcast when parasite came out
3: i don't know how but that's the only one i didn't see that year. i'm pretty sure <laughs> um, yeah i haven't seen it i still haven't seen it so um it's
1: very good aaron
3: yeah, I, like, I know I would enjoy it as well, but as soon as you guys started angling towards, oh, there's a tiebreak. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go, exposing myself. <laughs> I don't want people to not respect my opinions.
1: <laughs> um,
3: I
2: don't know, man. I think it's not bittersweet at all. I, I think it's definitely is, bittersweet. It is, it is hopeless I reckon, is I reckon sad. it gets
1: a point because... I I am editing it, so I can just I can just cut your opinion out <laughs> of the podcast.
2: You can actually change my opinion so that every time I'm talking about Parasite, I'm like, I agree with you, Richard, that it has a bittersweet ending. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you can also cut out the fact that I've <laughs> So no,
1: that's
2: that's gonna go. That's gonna repeat. It's yeah. gonna loop that.
1: <laughs> so Nomadland, it, it it ends. I mean, Nomadlands are very just sort of like bittersweet Dr- movie. Bittersweet movie, yeah. And Coda with her leaving her family um but you know going on mm. to this this school, mm. I think is a bittersweet ending. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's go through All Quiet on the Western Front has from what I understand an incredibly bitter ending. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would put it in the same category as Parasite. Yeah, well, see, it? I wouldn't, it though. Is, um, it, it is not sweet at all. It is macabre and... Um, yeah,
1: unlike gruesome. Parasites, which has that, like... It is bitter, but it has that sweetness to it, I think.
2: It has that um, innocence.
3: It's a bitter, innocent ending. Like a good 75% chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Top Gun Maverick... That doesn't have a bittersweet ending.
2: No, you know? I thought you were going to be like, kind of. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's, it's so
1: women talking does have a bittersweet ending, I would say.
2: It does. All right, I'll take your word for it, even though I you disagree categorically with you. do not <laughs> yeah. trust <it> your <laughs> definition of bittersweet. <laughs>
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once.
2: I wouldn't say this is bittersweet. I'd say this is enduringly positive. Yeah.
1: Banshanes of Sharon is definitely a bittersweet ending definitely triangle of sadness that's uh, uh, that's not a bittersweet no i would thing. say
3: it is yeah i would say it is bittersweet well i because guess it's they, like ambiguous so i yeah. guess in that respect you could say it's bittersweet because it could no, either, no, no,
2: not because it's ambiguous it's because they find out that they're not shipwrecked
3: yeah
1: yeah but no but the the last like are you forgetting the last like four seconds of the film i'm
2: not i'm <laughs> saying there's there's a there's a tragedy to the ending but it's on top of a liberation
1: i think we get a liberation and then that's immediately taken away from us i think
2: it is the same fucking ending as parasite richard so oh that's
1: interesting like i would parasite, say it's, it's inarguably not at all the same thing <laughs> it
2: is the same it's the same tone as the ending of no, parasite
1: this is you are fucked you are fucked. I in the would end. love
2: to hear what people have to say about this because I think that both Triangle of Sadness and Parasite are very similar films, especially in the way they end. Um, that's that's, so a, that's fucked. That is a fucked. I thing would. To I say. would actually. I would actually say Triangle of Sadness is a lot more bittersweet than Parasite, which is just bitter.
1: I. I it didn't think, matter I think got what if we disagreed.
2: It didn't matter if we disagreed on parasite because that's just part of the like mm-hmm. judging uh, pool. But this one, it, d- it does matter. Aaron, are you
1: saying bitter oh, or I bittersweet, guess. or sweet? You could say as well. I guess uh,
2: you could
3: say it's sweet if you want to take <laughs> that position. See, I just thought it was a real hopeful ending. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess yeah, because it's ambiguous. That's my that's my point. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's bittersweet. Yeah, I would say it's bittersweet, but. I would say that that comes from the fact that we don't know whether you know it will be a ultimately a hopeful ending where they're like oh cool we found salvation let's rock and roll and do this thing or whether the lady is going to smash her head open with a rock you know mm.
1: I reckon I reckon don't give it a point
2: <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's two to one, but, but Richard's still, like, hmm, good but, points. However, I've
3: decided no. Look, <laughs> yeah. like, He's editing it, so it doesn't matter what we do. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're powerless.
1: <laughs> so no point for Triangle of Sadness. You guys agree?
2: No, but... Categorically, no. But, you know, apparently
3: <laughs> we're not giving it a point.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I'll find, I'll find a part of the podcast where you guys said yes, and I'll put that on. <laughs> so the Fableman's...
2: Well, how's this end
1: <laughs> no, oh, this the, no this is this is this is the best ending either. of the year but it's not yeah, a bittersweet yeah, yeah. ending
2: yeah way of water has a positive ending um mm-hmm. and Elvis has what would, how would you describe the ending to Elvis?
1: alvis is just a depressing ending
2: yeah
3: yeah it sort of is bittersweet though because it, uh, am i thinking it's just like the footage of him playing the song it turns like, into live. the real him. Um, yeah I mean, there's yeah, a right. sort of so sweetness it feels to that bittersweet. too. Yeah, yeah, good because point. it's like seeing him perform. You're like, man, this can, what a great performance, but also yeah. how sad.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's the definition of bit- bittersweet. <laughs> Let's do
1: it. Tar is an interesting. That's because not because it's
2: bittersweet. Well, it's bittersweet in the sense that, like, you as a viewer have watched a bad person fall
3: get, get to what's a coming low. To them, yeah.
2: Gets what's coming to them. So I'd say that it kind of is
3: bittersweet. Would you? Would you not agree? I, Aaron, doesn't feel like a neat ending. I guess my problem with it was that like it doesn't feel like it's the end of her story. So there's a possibility she's going to rise back up. And also, I didn't really feel like comeuppance or anything as well. It just felt like some leech continuing to you know try mm. and hang on for dear life. I think life. it's comeuppance because now
2: she's orchestrating for conducting like something that's deeply beneath her
3: class. I guess it's true, but she's still able to do what she loves. I guess if her comeuppance was like she could never compose or conduct yeah, right. ever again,
2: I think I think that kind of is it, right? Like this is all she's got. This is all she's able to do now.
1: I think either way, I wouldn't this is call the only them bittersweet. Gig she can
2: get really. I mm. would say what we're describing right now is bittersweet.
1: Well, like she's, she's able. We know to that you modicum. and I do not agree on bittersweetness. I do. We know that
2: that she's able to get a modicum of what she once had, but it's nothing compared to what she used to have.
3: Well, but does that mean that's the viewer's experience? Yeah, that's, bittersweet, that's what I think. Or yeah. she, her experience of her fictional life is bittersweet. Maybe it's because she hits rock bottom and then gets to a step above
2: rock bottom. Maybe that's bittersweet. I don't. I'm not as passionate about this
3: one. We cannot give it a point.
1: Okay, yeah. If you don't want to
3: yeah i didn't really feel
1: like it was bittersweet yes yeah, so next one we've got this is another one that, that people are like oh classic you know oscars period pieces always win moonlight uh, moonlight travels through time really but uh, but you know it's arguably a period piece shape of water is green book is parasite is not nomadland technically is but it's only like 10 years in the past and coda is not
2: Nice. So, All Quiet on the Western Front gets a point for this. I don't know
1: if it does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Top Gun Maverick, I think, will look a lot like a period piece in 10 years, but it was made in the period it's set in. Uh, that's, a, woman that's talking, a fun
1: little comment, AJ.
2: Thank you. Um, woman Talking is a period
3: piece. Everything, every all at once is, is it, AJ? not. Hey, isn't Woman Talking just set now, but in a Mennonite community? No, it is a period You're kidding piece. me.
1: It is a period it piece. It is a period. Um, okay. well, I, I, it's minor spoilers for women talking, but it's also, if you read the description online, it's the second word of it, um, but it takes place in 2010. Oh, wow. But it's like, it, you, you. for a lot of the movie, I guess you kind of think that it's like the 70s or something, but then, yeah, it's, it's in 2010. Mm-hmm. But like, if you read the official synopsis, it says, it says in 2010, blah, 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 blah.
2: Hmm. Uh, Banshee in the Sharon is a period piece. Mm-hmm uh triangle of sadness i don't think is one no. this feels like the kind of film that it's like i just missed that it was set in 2012 or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah. not really though because it's about influencer culture yeah, which yeah. is a very modern, modern yeah. thing um the fablemans yes uh avatar the way of water is set in the future mm, give it a point <laughs> do we really reckon that counts <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah fuck it
1: although actually no i would say that that, that being set in the future is historically like a very non-Oscary thing.
2: Yeah, because that's like sci-fi, right? Yeah. Okay, so no point. Yeah. Uh, Avatar: Way of Water fighting for its fucking life out
3: here.
2: <laughs> like you got a point taken away from it, clutching to its single point. Mm. Elvis: uh yes. Yep. And Tar: No. no.
3: Right. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Do we think Avatar: The Way of Water is coming like that scene and um, uh Oh, what's that movie, the Tina Fey movie from like 2004 that made her famous? Mean, mean Girls. Girls. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, add no points for you over time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: nice. And the last one we've got is, was the lead of the film nominated for acting? So Moonlight, right. no, but Mahershala Ali won for supporting. Shape of Water, yes. Sally Hawkins was nominated. Green Book, yes. Um, what's his name? Vigo Vigo ben Von Vega was nominated. Parasite didn't have any acting nominations. Nomadland, Land, Francis McDormand won and Coda, Troy Kotsur won, but that was for supporting. Mm. So
2: So who who's nominated this? Which films are nominated for
1: best So actor? let's go through Our Everything Everywhere All At Once is All Quiet on the Western Front is not, Top Gun Maverick is not, Woman Talking is not. Uh Banshees of Anisharan is, Triangle of Sadness is not. The Fablemans is not, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got? Avatar is Elvis. not. Tar is. Elvis is.
2: That's it. Yeah. All right. So we have our results, guys. We have what is mathematically the most likely to win Best Picture for 2023. Shall I do a top three? Shall we go in third place? All right. In third, most likely. So, third most likely on seven points we have a tie between the Fablemans and Alvis. They each have seven wow. points in second place we have surprise it's everything everywhere all at once on 8 points wow. and leading the charge on 9 points winning 9 points from a criteria we made up that is absolutely mm. filled with blind spots and conjecture winning with 9 points is the banshees of inner sharon and I'm happy with that I think that is the most likely win yeah I think that, that's,
1: a, that's a likely win I would I, I would I would not be surprised if that got the, the BAFTA win, definitely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, like looking at the ones that are, you know, sort of still to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that's, yeah. And it's got that editing nomination, even though it's not like a super edity film. So I don't think it will win that, but yeah, I, I think Bachelorette of Inner Sharon is probably a pretty safe bet at this point. And I think that we, maybe will see everything Everell once come away with the most awards. Mm, well, and,
2: that's have nominated the most, so that yeah, would be that likely. Uh, I think. um Imagine if we're right on this. Wouldn't that be gratifying? I yeah. hope this wins now, just so we can be like, "Yep, we worked it out." Yeah. you don't need to tell us? We know yeah. we worked it out. Yeah, and then
1: and like if Bong Jun Ho comes out and talks about the bittersweet ending of Parasite.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be
2: amazing. For some reason, that he would do
3: that. Yeah,
2: um, cool. Well, that's the episode. Well, look at that! we where the by the time we finish recording, we'll have gone over an hour. But
1: mm.
2: <laughs> right now, we're under. I thought this was a fun little bite-sized Oscar episode. Thank I think once we for... understood the
1: concept, yeah, it's <laughs> very serious. late on the to piece. Trust
2: me, you just need to trust me, Aaron. Thank you for your expertise once again, coming on our uh, Oscars episodes. We will have a couple more Oscars episodes, or at least one more, mm. um, coming out in the in the uh, following weeks. Uh, next week, we are returning to film franchise as Fortnite, so yes. be ready for that. For Mary and Caden, if you and enjoyed awesome. this if you enjoyed this everyone then uh, please consider supporting us you can like Cole Popsha on Twitter and Instagram you can um, also and follow us on those places and you can also join the Discord which there'll be a link to in the show notes and of course sub- support us on our Patreon patreon.com slash We where you get to get tell us which films to watch you get to tell us um, what you thought of the films that we do watch you also get to uh, provide something called, which we call the post credit scene which is coming at you after this music ends Ends. gentlemen what do you guys think about uh avatar coming last as with one point it had two but we'd snatched one away <laughs> from it um, well do deserved. do you think that this is an, incredibly, an accurate incredibly well yep. deserved well <laughs> honestly
3: just like you could have trimmed in an hour off that movie and it would have been just as good and probably more coherent
1: yeah but why would you though
3: <laughs> they filmed why would you when... underwater
2: richard they filmed underwater <laughs> That's what the subtitle should have been, Avatar They Filmed Underwater. Welcome along to the post-credits scene, this is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post-credits scene, Aaron and Richard... What is the post-credit
1: scene? This kind starts from Joe Rundle, who says, I think someone has asked this before, but if you could live as just a standard human in every, any franchise you have watched, what would it be?
2: A standard human's Right, so one that has to endure yeah. the, um, the benefits and deficits of a particular mm. IP. Um, I would live in... in. Is the, well, does it have to be a franchise?
1: I guess, yeah. Or, or should we do... If you could live in any... Fictional. as a standard human in any best picture nominated film oh. which would it be
2: um let's go well a lot of these aren't gonna affect me very much I think <laughs> I probably could have the same life I've always had if I started if I was a a regular human in like moonland moonland moon moonland <laughs> or nomad light, moon,
1: moon or nomad light. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I would. I would be a regular human on all quiet on the Western Front.
2: <laughs> yeah, nothing bad happened to regular people.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Aaron?
3: Well, to be fair, he'd probably be living in... New- oh, no, you'd probably be part of that war. I was going to say, how would you avoid being a part of that war, not being German, but you'd still be there. You'd still be oh, there. I, I, w- I would
1: just go to hang out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, guys? We're just hanging yeah. out in this trench. What's uh, what's uh- yeah? There was
1: not much happening on the western front, so I <laughs> thought I'd come check it Very out. Very
3: quiet,
2: <laughs>
3: too <laughs> quiet. <laughs> too that quiet. should be the sequel, too quiet. On the western front. <laughs> and obviously, the two is the letter two, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. the I letter would- two. <laughs> 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 related to that, sorry, that sounds really dumb. Um, I would definitely—it's not nominated for best picture, but it is nominated for best animated feature film. <laughs> I would definitely be in Pussy Boots 2. Too fast, too boots.
1: Yeah. Um, Fuck, what a good movie!
3: God, that's a good movie. Just wanted to segue this to talking yeah, about. God, I hope that st- wins. Too. If so
2: it doesn't, for I would... Aaron. <laughs> For Aaron, it's the Shrek universe. For Richard, it's uh, World War One—the the, One, the, the very me, real it's conflict. Any of the universes it. where nothing that too different would happen from my own mm. life.
3: <laughs> you wouldn't want to live so, in an everywhere ev- all at once universe, so you could just like I don't know, transport yourself to a better life at any point you wanted. Mm. Well,
2: no, I'm a regular person in that universe. True, so you don't have do powers. Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Damn.